0: Praise God! I'm excited to be here, and uh, I'm not taking my glasses off because you're ugly. I said that as a joke, uh, but and uh, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't I don't like long-winded, redundant, repetitive, boring preachers. Kind of get an amen, or, or maybe you do like that kind. Of, you know, but 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 to be honest with you, I, I may be a little bit redundant this morning just to make sure that you get where I'm coming from. But, but I thought about that, and I thought, you know, if North Korea was dropping bombs, and I was running down the street screaming, take shelter, find shelter, seek shelter, the bombs are... Nobody would complain and say, well, he's just being redundant. They would understand the urgency of the hour. And, and, and I wouldn't stop and, and, and scream, and make coffee when you get in there, just, just so I wouldn't be being redundant. You know, just like well, I need to break this up a little bit. So I'm going to try not to be too redundant, but I, I, I want you to get where I'm coming from this morning. And I want the thought that I'm, I'm bringing to you today, because I feel like I have a word for you from the Lord. I want it to be exploded in your brain before the service is over. Is that all right? And, 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 so, and so here we are. And uh, I, I'm, I'm here today to help you to discover where you are. Because God said, if I can get you to understand where you are, then what you're going through makes a lot more sense. And you'll realize the why if I can get you to see the where. And if you can find the where and realize the why, then the what and how kind of takes, place, takes care of itself. Amen? And, and, and sometimes we, we, we feel like uh, that, that it's our circumstances that dictate our position. But, but truthfully, your position is what's dictating your circumstance. Now, now, if you were in the Sahara Desert, for example, and, and you came to me and you said, Preacher, I'm, I'm hot. I'm pouring sweat. I, I've got to be out of the will of God. It's just too hot. I, I would say, no, you're, you're not out of the will of God. You feel that way because this is called the Sahara and, and, and the same thing if you were in the rainforest or in Siberia, and you, you came and said, Preacher, I don't know what's wrong with it. It's cold all the time. My goodness, I can't seem to get warm. God has forsaken and abandoned me. Had to have forsaken and abandoned me because I just can't see. I'd say, No, no, you don't understand. You, 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 this is called Siberia for a reason. You, this is, it's cold here in, in, in this area. And, and so, and so it will all hopefully make more sense in a minute. I just want you to understand something. God's not forsaking you. Just because it's cold in Siberia. And, and he has it abandoned you just because it's hot outside. Amen. Well, let me, let me read my text. It's an extremely motivating verse found in the book of Exodus. The 16th chapter and the 35th verse. And, and if you're like me, man, you know, preacher get up and says, Leviticus or Exodus, I'm like, oh, yeah, hallelujah. You know. Just, but don't start checking Facebook just yet. man. This, that guy up there is good. And the children of Israel ate manna 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Wow. Angel food. That's that's a powerful verse of Scripture, and there's a lot packed in there. And, and, and I'm going to try to unfold it a little bit. And is that always this quiet when you're preaching? Is that because they're listening or they're Facebooking? They're taking it in. Okay, fantastic. It'll, it'll get better if I get better. That's what he... Now, the realization of where you are brings revelation of why you're in the circumstances that you're in. That's what I have here in, in my notes. And uh, be find where I'm at. It's not because God's forsaking you that you're all with. It's just, uh, okay, here we are. I remember going to amusement parks, SeaWorld, large zoos, Six Flags, Busch Gardens, Disney, you've been to those places. And, and every once in a while, you'll see a map, and, and it'll have a star on it, and it'll say, you are here. Man, that's awesome. I love those maps because I always get lost in those big amusement parks because everything just goes in circles and twists and turns. You know, and, but the problem that I have when I see that is I still don't know where I am. You know, you, you well, you're, it's, it's obvious you're right here, you know. Yeah, but, but, but where's here at? You know? and my dad pastored in Midi for 34 years, and, and, and one time he was trying to explain to somebody uh, where they were at, and, and the person finally just said, Look, preacher, you ain't got to know where you're at to be there. That's the truth. Sometimes you don't know where you're at doesn't mean you're not there. And, and, and so And so sometimes in life people go through things and, and they get confused because of what they're going through. And they don't understand they're going through it because of where they are at. And so I'm here this morning to try to help you as a church body figure out where it is that you are at. And, and I can take the long way around or just go right straight up through the middle. But I, I'll, I'll tell you like this. The scripture said, and it, it's still up there. I can see it. You can't, that's fine. Keep it there. It helps me out. But, but the scripture says, That they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, the worst thing about the wilderness was the name. You know, I I live in an area called Poverty Point, Delhi. But I can tell you now, there's not much poverty on Poverty Point Lake. There's many million-dollar homes sitting there on Poverty Point. How, how in the, it's almost like it's in just an oxymoron, you know, it's a Poverty Point. You've got all these millionaires here on, on the lake. You know. but, but, but just because it's called Poverty Point doesn't mean that it's full of, of poverty. Of course, there's poverty. And just because it was called the wilderness doesn't mean that it was all bad. Every day they woke up and they knew today food is going to be provided. Matter of fact, God is going to give us everything we need Today. Every night they went to bed. They didn't go to bed saying, I wonder what we're going to eat tomorrow. They knew tomorrow God's got a menu and it's going to be provided. Every, no, look, this is, you know, I would love to pastor it in the wilderness because at no point did anybody go up to Pastor Moses and say, Pastor, do you feel like we're really headed in the right direction with this thing? Well, uh, let me check. See that big ball of fire? We're just following it. And, and we didn't air the clouds there. And, and do you really think we need to be here as long as we've been? Don't you think it's time that we have a move? No, I don't. You see, the, the cloud's still there. Well, well I, I, I wish nobody at Christian Life ever says this, but there's been times at Pentab where people do say this, I just don't feel like I'm being fed. If I was Pastor Moses, I'd say, well, get out of bed. I mean, it's there on the ground every morning. Just get out there and go get it. I mean, what's what's the problem here? Yeah, just. And, and, and so pastoring in the wilderness would not have been that terrible, really. Every day we're here. Oh, they had battles. There's always fights. There's always trouble. There's always battles. But even in one of the worst battles that I read about, you know what the pastor did? And when he got tired, a couple of boys came up here to help him keep his hands up. Because as long as we give pastor room to magnify and praise God, everything else is going to work out. We'll take care of the fighting on the battlefield if we just. Well, and, 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 so, and so they were in the wilderness 40 years. Don't, don't, let that, don't let that make you think that it's a bad thing that they were in the wilderness. It's just the name that is so bad. The clothes on their bodies didn't even wear out. Shoes never got old. You know? You know, and, and I know some of you ladies, that, that would be terrible. Uh, but, but to most of us men, that's fantastic, man. I just wear the same thing tomorrow. I wore it today. You don't got to worry about it. You get up, don't have to worry about what to put on. And uh, how many of you men are like me, and your wife kind of picks out your shirt and tie and hangs it on the cloth. See, if it don't match, you know, don't look at me. Just, I'm just wearing what she told me to. Hallelujah. Thank God for good women. Amen. And, and thank God for good people that are running. Did y'all hear? He, he made one, one phrase while he was up here the whole time that should have really left out at everybody here. Un, unless I, I completely misunderstood, and I don't think I did. But I'm almost positive you said this is an unpaid position. And, and, and so here's somebody that has eight children that's running for a position. He, he didn't pay me to get up here and say this. But who's running for a position because he feels in the goodness of his heart, I can make a difference in our school system. That's the kind of people who get my attention. I, I'm here because I think something's wrong. I might can contribute to the fixation of it. I might can make a contribution. So, so just remember, razzle, dazzle, brazzle, whenever uh, election time comes. You can see me after. Uh, amen. Now, my, my psychology textbook told me that wisdom is expert knowledge about the practical aspects of life that permits excellent judgment about important matters. Now, I feel like God has given me a word for this church, and, and I'm going to use a little bit of wisdom to try to get it across to you. And uh, I, I'm going to try to be diplomatic, you know, and, and, and make you like me before I'm done, but, but, but still see what it is that I'm trying to say. And, and if I had a title... This is what I would title, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this would be the title. The easy may be over, but the best is yet to come. Now, now that's not a Belshazzar word. That's a good word. The easy may be over, but the best is yet to come. Now, now, now watch this, and and uh, I see the, t- the clock up there. Uh And I'm hurrying to a close, but I I still may be a long way from it. And the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to a land inhabited. And I like the colon there, and it it emphasizes, they ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now, Now, God has been just dropping it out on the ground every single day. You, you don't even have to think about what you're doing, where you're going. I have reason to believe, Brother Danny, that when they got to the border, the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud also disappeared when the manna did. And, and so now they're on the border of a land of Canaan. And, 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 and the time that they have spent in the wilderness, uh, to put it in words that you can understand, has been a time of Intimacy. It's like you raising a baby. We've got a three month old granddaughter we love. She's the most gorgeous thing in the world. But 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 she can't really do anything for herself. And and so when she gets a little bit disgruntled, she screams and throws a fit and we just plop a bottle in her mouth. It's it's really a lot like pastoring. Uh I, I, I've been there 22 years now and and uh, my, what, what was the psychology said about wisdom again just experience in life you know you know they, they go to screaming you you pop a bottle in their mouth you know and, and and so and so for 40 years he's just kept the bottle in their mouth basically you know they've had a few fits a few up and downs you know and every time they scream it's okay oh, oh I'm sorry you don't like manna? we'll give you some quail then how about that there, there you go. Is that better, sweetheart? You know, you know, and then he had to burp them every once in a while and change their diaper, you know, that kind of thing. But, but they've been there for 40 years. And, and all of a sudden, they come to the border of the land of Canaan. That land that their spies have told them is flowing with milk and honey. Clusters of grapes so big, it takes two men to carry a cluster out. And, and, and they understand the prosperity and the blessing that is in that land. And, and so I feel like in the spirit he's saying to them, now, now here, here you go. I've, I've, I've brought you all the way up here to the border. And, and a border really is just an invisible line in the ground. You know, it's, it's, even if it's a river, there's, there's an invisible line there somewhere in the middle of it. You might even say that a border is like a transitional period because you're about to leave one place and just step over into another. There's been times in my life when I've crossed borders, and crossing borders sometimes can be frightening. Because once you cross the border, all of a sudden now you're under a whole new set of rules and restrictions. There's laws that apply that, that maybe didn't apply on this side. But, but if you want to go forward, sometimes you got to make a transition, step across the border, and see what it is on the other side. And so they know that there are enemies. They know there's unfamiliar territory. They know that there's things over there they have not yet dealt with. But God brings them to the border, and all of a sudden the manna stops. And, and, and it's like he would have spoke to him in Lester vernacular. This is what he would have said. I'm taking the bottle out of your mouth now, but I'm going to hand you a spoon. And everything you need is just right across this border. But if you really want to eat the ribeye, you've got to get proficient enough with the fork and the knife in order to feed it to yourself because I'm taking the bottle out of your mouth. I said earlier that the easy may be over, but the best is still yet to come for Christian Life Church. God's got a revival. God's got an explosion of growth in the spirit realm for this group of people that are here this morning. But I want to tell you something. Immature people cannot produce offspring. And so until my granddaughter, as much as I love her, stays on the bottle, She's not ever going to be the person that God really ordained her to be from the beginning eventually she's going to have to get a spoon, Brother Toby, and say, hold on, back up. I'm learning how to do this for myself now. And she may whine and cry a little bit at the beginning of it because sometimes it's easier for somebody to just come by and put the bottle in your mouth than it is for you to say, you know what, we need to kill and eat. We're going to have to farm a little bit and, and get a few briars off the ground, plant a little seed. You know, There's something that we've got to do ourselves. But if you really want to be a productive member of the kingdom of God, you've got to get the bottle out of your mouth and get the spoon in your hand and say, you know what, God, I understand that if I am to feed myself, and didn't Paul say something in the New Testament like, you know, you you that are seasoned and and that have been exercising like you're supposed to, push the milk away and get over on the meat. If you really want the best that God has for you and what he has ordained for you individually and personally, personally in your life then you're going to have to develop the ability to feed yourself on the word of God you're going to have to develop the ability to sometimes fight battles on your own every once in a while you're going to have to get in the prayer room and say you know what all I need is a little area here just somebody clean me out of place to pray because I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood but spiritual weakness in high places sometimes we've got to stand on our own and grow up enough. Now, I, I, I told you I'm trying to be diplomatic, you know, and, and I'm only calling some of you immature. But I'm trying to do it in a way that, 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 that sounds good and, and makes you happy. Uh, can you say amen? You know, just, just, and so just because he takes the man away don't mean he leaves you hungry and alone and without provision. Going through change sometimes is difficult but necessary. Sometimes transitions are scary because all of a sudden it don't look like, it don't feel like, it don't smell like, it don't taste like what I'm used to. But but God is saying, listen, I'm not dropping you off. I'm not abandoning you. I'm not leaving you to the wayside. I've got something even better prepared. That, that's, that, listen, it, it, it's never, this is something I've found in living for God. It is never as good as it ever will be. I, I don't want to talk too much about music because y'all are going to think that, that uh, all I do is listen, and listen to, uh, uh, you know, when I was growing up, everything that wasn't gospel wasn't southern gospel. My dad caught me listening to Andre Crouch one time. He said, boy, what are you doing listening to that rock and roll music? I said, hey, this is Christian. He said, that's hey, kind of Christian we sing at our church. You know, well, I, you know, my, my favorite music is black gospel. I, I, I've been challenged on it. Don't want to go there. But, but I can name probably more black gospel groups than you can white gospel groups. Just leave it at that. But, but that's, that, that's my favorite kind of music. And, and so that's what I like to listen to. But every once in a while, you, you know, I'm, I'm in a different mood and I listen to different things. And and I heard a song one time, and the lyrics said something like, you know, it just don't get no better than this. You know, they all sitting around the campfire eating baked beans, and old Bubba, you know, he's like, "You don't get no better than this. And they all like, man, that's right. And about the time, one of them said, man, I don't know. If old Dale Earnhardt pulled up right now in the number three car and offered to take us for a ride, that'd be better than this. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, that's right. you know, But it couldn't get no better than that. And then one of them said, I don't know about that, and I don't want to offend nobody, but this said, if the Swedish bikini team parachuted out the sky right now, that'd be even better than this. (laughs) like, whoo, man, I, I got to hand it to you, you know, uh, you know, and the song goes on, maybe they won the lottery, you know, I don't, but it's just one thing after, and, and so the more they thought about it, so they, they realized, you know, it actually can get better, and in living for God, I have never been on a pinnacle that I looked around and said, it just don't get no better than this, because I know the kind of God that I serve. And he's a God of elevations. And he, he, he's the God that says, look, enjoy where you're at for a little while. And at once in a while, you may find yourself in the valley. But i got a higher peak for you if you want to go up there where it's at. I've got something even better for you if you're willing to climb a little bit, if you're willing to get off the battle for a little bit, if you're willing to sacrifice a little bit, if you're willing to. Come on, somebody. Somebody just shout hallelujah. And, 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 so, and so here we are. I, I, I like that, that organ back there. Keep it going. But I'm gonna preach a whole lot longer. I'll just tell you, hey, Amen. Let me find where I'm at here. Uh, in times of transition, things aren't always as easy as they were. Sometimes you got to get your spoon. But 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 just because it feels—remember what I said at the very beginning? Well, Pastor, I'm all wet. Well, maybe it's because you're standing in the rain. I'm hot. I'm uncomfortable. That doesn't mean that you're out of the will of God. Just because you're a little uncomfortable, just because things are a little different, doesn't mean you're out. Of, sometimes it's because you're maturing. Sometimes it's because you're growing. And sometimes it tastes a little different because God's got something else he's trying to feed you because you need a little more protein, a little more iron in your diet, you know. You need something that's going to put some strength in you because I've got a job for you to do. God wants you to participate in the crowd heaven experiment that's going on, and he wants you to be able to say, you know what, God, I can be a soul winner. I can be a soldier in God's army. I can be somebody that you can call upon. I can be a prayer warrior or an altar worker, God. I can be somebody to benefit the kingdom of heaven. That's what I can be. You can't do that on the bottle, but you can do that on the meat, and so sometimes the easy's over, but the best is still yet to come. Somebody say Amen. I I, I think just looking here, I'm almost done. Somebody say Praise the Lord. You know, you know. uh, uh, At our church, sometimes I say it even louder than that. The problem is not deciding where you want to go. The problem is deciding what you're willing to leave behind to get there. And sometimes breaking tradition and stepping across the border and making a transition seems a lot worse than it really is. I I read about a group of disciples once. This this is also a New Testament principle. I read about a group of disciples that followed Jesus in the flesh. I mean, he's right there. He's, Lazarus, come forth and... You know, you know, if, if they came across the devil, they couldn't cast out. It wasn't a big deal. You just, just wait till the boss gets here. You know, y'all don't y'all don't leave just yet. It ain't over. Just, the boss is coming. When he gets here, he'll take care of it because he takes up our slack work. You know, what we can't do, he's able, he's able to do it. You know? and, and we'll talk to him about what all happens after this. But, but anyhow, when we, we need something, you know. See, he started off this thing with turning water into wine. Man, he, you, you talk about catch fish. When and, and we hungry, he provides. You know, when we need, he's, he's there. I'll tell you if you, if you, if you knew him like we knew him, you'd follow him everywhere he went. You know, and, 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 then, and then there comes the day where they have the board meeting. And, and he's standing there talking to him, and, and he says, Look, guys, the best thing for you is that I go away. King James Version said, It is expedient. Look that word up. It's better for you that I leave. What? What, what, what? what could possibly be better than having you right here? Well, well, you see, well, you, you don't realize it, but, but I've had the pasty in your mouth for about three years now. And, and every time you needed something, I just think, you know, you, you get all you need. You know, you can't handle it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll come along take care of it. You know, here, here, but, but, but I'm just telling you that it's better for you that I leave. Because if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. And and, and what's better than me standing right here among you is me being on the inside of every one of you. Because if I can truly get down on the inside of you, you talk about unlimited potential and endless possibilities. He even says, Brother Chancellor, all these works that I have done, you'll do these and greater works than these shall you do. If I can just get down on the inside of you. So sometimes it seems like what we're facing is so difficult we really can't truly handle it. And sometimes it seems like God has more faith in us than we have in ourselves. But I want you to understand this morning, your circumstances that you often find yourself in are not dictating to you that you are out of the will of God or that God has provided or stopped providing for you or has abandoned you. What he's trying to say is, I just really got something else for you. I got another step in the journey. I've got a new direction for you to go in. I've got something that I want you to be working on. I've got food for you that you have it tasted yet. I've got miracles for you that you haven't seen yet. I've got an anointing on you that you haven't experienced yet. God is still on your side. Yes, sometimes it seems like it's easier just leaving things like they are, but God has got something better prepared for you that love Him. Can we stand to our feet and give Him a hand clap of praise this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are great and powerful. You are greater to be praised. Can't nobody do me like you can, Jesus. Can't nobody do me like you can, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, I'm really terrible at doing altar calls. I'm just terrible at it. I'll just tell you that now. I'm just terrible. Everybody in my church knows I'm terrible at it. So so this is how I'm going to do this one this morning. If you're here today and you're willing to say, God, I want to do more for your kingdom. I want to be used mightily by you. You don't have to keep the bottle in my mouth, God. Give me a spoon, a knife, a fork. I'm not afraid to cross the border. I'm not afraid to go into the promised land. There's not a giant that can oppose me. There's not a devil that can defeat me. There's not an enemy that can stand against me. I just want to be used, God, to, to perpetuate revival. I want to be used, God, to see your kingdom flourish. I want to be used, God, by you to win a soul. I want to be used by you, God, to fight a battle in the prayer room. And then these altars are open to you. If you're willing to say, God, I don't need the easy. I want the best that's still to come, then these altars are open for you. Why don't you just come stand around the front. Allow God to bless you this morning just for a moment's time. God, I want what's best for my life, best for my family. I want what's best for my church. I want what's best for me, God. Not my will, Father, but your will be accomplished. Nobody, God, but you is important in my life right now. I want you, God, to dictate to me, to speak to my soul. Speak to my heart, God. Speak to our church, Lord. We want to hear from heaven today, God. We want you. Thank you, mighty God, for speaking to us this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for reassuring us. Thank you for comforting us today. Comforter, I invite you to come into every life in this sanctuary. Comforter, I invite you to come into every heart in this sanctuary. Better than you standing with us right now, God, is you being in us, I'm inviting you to fill every soul with the Holy Ghost this morning. Rebaptize, refill today, God. Revive every one of us, Lord, I pray, the power of the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, strengthen our mind. Give us courage, God, to take that next step. Give us courage, God, to go into the promised land. Give us courage, God, I pray. Strengthen us, God.